Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. For this edition of the podcast, host Bill Hodges talks with Jennifer Moser, Associate Director of Scientific Programs, and Jennifer Dean, Associate Director of Public Relations for the Million Veterans Program. The Million Veterans Program at the VA is one of the largest genetic research programs in the world, with nearly 840,000 veterans participating. The goal is for veterans to someday walk into a doctor's office and receive health care designed just for them. Through genetic research, discoveries about the biological basis of disease and illness can help researchers better understand how they work and potentially lead to new ways of identifying risk, treating diseases, and ultimately, prevention. Bill has been a participant in the program for about the last five years, and the printed materials he has received from the Million Veterans Program have been very interesting, to say the least. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. I have two very nice ladies with me today, both of them experts in their area. We have Jen Dean, who's the Associate Director of Cohorts and PR for the Million Veteran Program. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is the Million Veteran Program. And by the way, self-disclosure, I've been a part of this program for about five years, and I support it very strongly. My second guest is Jennifer Moser, who's the Associate Director for Scientific Programs, again, for the Million Vet Program. Ladies, thank you for coming on the show which one of you would first like to start out by giving us an overview of what the Million Veteran Program is? Well, I can go ahead and do that. And thank you so much for having us today. Um, you know, we're really excited about the program. It is the 10-year anniversary this year of the launch of the Million Veteran Program. Um, and so we have a lot of exciting news to share with everybody. So what is MVP? Well, MVP is a voluntary research program where we're seeking to enroll at least 1 million veterans where they contribute a blood sample and answer some survey questions so we can really look at the impact of disease outcomes right up front on, on people's health and lifestyle and military experiences and exposures. And so through using the blood sample and survey information and also medical record information, we can track a veteran's health over time and allow researchers to use this information to do cutting edge genetic research. What that will bring us to hopefully in the future is that a veteran can walk into their doctor's office and really receive health care that's designed for them based upon, you know, their genetic genetics based upon their military experiences, their lifestyle experiences, and kind of take some of that guesswork out of, of medicine. Jen, that's a great overview. And Jenny, I understand you now have about 840,000. I'm five years into the program, I think. 
if you want to sign up for the program, what do you do? Jenny or Jen, either one? Yeah, so I, I can take that one too. So, you know, you can actually sign up um, in a couple different ways. You can go to one of our participating facilities. We have about 60 VA medical centers around the country um, and a couple, about another 80 um, CBOX or the satellite facilities that allow people to come in and meet with our staff in the field. They would go through an informed consent process. And what this process is, is really just sitting down and talking about what it means to participate in our program. It talks about, you know, the risks and benefits to a participant, um, how we keep your information secure. We have a lot of different ways that we do that. Um, we can talk about and also collect a blood sample. That's a really important component of the program, right? To look at the genetic components and that biological basis. So they can do all of that either in person if they're near one of our local facilities, or if you're not, or you don't want to go into the VA, we actually have a website where you can sign up at mvp.va.gov. Oh, sure. It's mvp.va.gov. And so you can also go on there, read about the program, make sure it's a right fit for you um, and learn about some of the research that we're doing. Jenny, can you give me an idea how this thing began, whose idea it was or how it got started? Sure. I can tell you it started even before uh, Jen and I joined the VA about 12 or 13 years ago. Precision medicine and personalized healthcare have always been sort of a, important to the VA. And we're really poised in the VA to do this kind of research. We have veterans who are very willing to participate in uh, in research projects and clinical trials. Uh, they have stood up and answered the call to participate. We have wonderful medical records. So researchers can go in and look at a treasure trove of data to understand, you know, longitudinally what kind of uh, things that our, our veterans are, are dealing with. 15, 20 years ago, uh, genetics was really becoming cheaper, like genetic testing is going to be becoming cheaper and more readily available. So combining all of that with our wonderful veteran partners and um, our medical records, uh, we said, you know, we can create a huge program that will be an amazing research resource to understand how genetics impacts uh, the health of our veterans. You know, it's, it's exciting to me. And I think, first of all, we ought to give a caveat here in the beginning. We're not changing anybody's genet. genet. <laughs> That's no, easy for me to say. Not. No, we are just looking at what's already there. <laughs> you know, it, it, today with all of the weird stuff coming out on the internet about our getting the shots and, oh, it could change the genetic makeup. This isn't that at all. This no. is studying the medicine that I'm getting against the kind of genetic makeup I have so that if others have that coming on years from now, they can say, oh, there's a propensity in that genetic makeup. That's the way I understand it. Absolutely. Let me give you, I can give you a little more insight on how researchers can use this genetic information that's already in your body and that's not changed. We can use this genetic information to do better risk prediction about, you know, if you have a propensity for a certain disease we can figure out if there are new uses for existing medications, or we can even figure out if you will do better on one medication versus another. And also, we're looking at genetics to understand if there are differences between different ethnic and racial backgrounds in, in chronic diseases that impact veterans. There has to be. We come from all over the world, especially here in the United States. We're a mosaic 
I don't like the melting pot idea because then you just go to nothing. But I love the mosaic thought of the we're all different and we're woven into what makes our flag. And I think that's an exciting thing, but we are different. And we know that certain areas of certain peoples are genetically disposed to go to some particular disease. Sickle cell is a good example of that. I mean, that's so obvious because it's tied to one particular group. But I, I think it's important that people understand that this is not only going to help the people today, but we're looking down the line. No, yeah, I think that's absolutely, um, those are all really incredibly valuable points. And, you know, diversity and inclusivity within our cohort and the program and the veterans that are representative of it is so important so that we can find those differences. A lot of the research that's been coming out, you know, we do have the power in numbers. We have one of the largest cohorts of Black um, individuals in the world. And so we have, for the first time in many instances, been able to find genetic differences among these diseases that are really going to take us to the next level of better understanding that. Do we need to treat somebody differently based upon their genetics if they are Black versus white? And I also want to point out, you know, I think some people sometimes have concerns about that and that we're going to, you know, maybe find something genetically that was something that they're getting service-connected disability for or something like that and that their benefits are going to be impacted, but they're not. This is all done for research purposes, and we don't put that information back in the medical record. So your providers don't know. It's done anonymously, correct? So it's, it's done in a coded fashion. Um, and so when a veteran enrolls in the program, they're assigned a unique code. And so the blood sample actually gets a separate code from what your survey data would get and the code that you have that identifies you as a participant. We do maintain information because we want to be able to contact you. We may have new study opportunities for you and those types of things. Um, so we do maintain that information, but it's kept separate from when a researcher uses your information. They actually are getting completely different codes for you. They don't have any of that link to your identity, um, your name, your social security number, your date of birth, your address, all of that is removed from the data when a researcher uses it. And we don't publish any information about an individual specifically. It's all published about, you know, a group of individuals as a whole. What have we already learned? Are the things that we have already learned? Sure. We've, we have about over 30 research projects right now in MVP, and about 300 researchers are using the data. And I'll tell you, we have had publications in you know, the highest profile scientific journals over the last few years. And I can just go over a few research highlights. So we study a lot of issues that are important to veterans like PTSD. So recently, a new study has come out and have, has found a lot new genetic variants that are associated with PTSD and anxiety in uh, our MVP population. And some of these variants are in areas that may be um, responsive to drug treatments. So this is a discovery phase, but we found some very interesting things that could be studied further to see if there are new treatments uh, for PTSD. We've also found genetic areas of interest in coronary artery disease and type 2 diabetes and some new um, druggable targets there as well. I understand even suicide risk. Absolutely. This is actually an opportunity to share our collaboration that MVP is doing with the Department of Energy. Um, and it sounds like kind oh, of really? a, an interesting collaboration, but if you think about it, what Department of Energy has is huge supercomputers. 
And we are having a collaboration with them to leverage their supercompute capabilities to crunch huge amounts of data from our electronic health records and the genetic information. And one of our projects is on suicide to understand, you know, if there are genetic markers for risk for suicide, and if we can develop interventions to help deal with that, with that level of risk. So that's an exciting collaboration. Well, everybody's familiar with the 22 that Mm -hmm. we hear all the time. And and that number's that number is just a guesstimate. It's not a hard and fast number. Some people say, are we bringing the number down? Is it going up? Well, it's not a hard and fast number to start with. But anything we can get that can help identify those people at greater risk. You know, you, uh, Jen, made the comment that we have a large population of Black and large population of White. But if you think about it, there's a lot of us that are shades of something different in between. I've got uh, Shawnee Indian as part of my background. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, you know, we are working really hard. Um, you know, part of my job is to really make sure that we are reaching out to all of these underserved populations or underrepresented populations. And traditionally in genetic research and in a lot of research in a, as a whole, you know, it's been predominantly representative of white males. And, and it's just the nature of how it's been done. There's been hesitancy from other groups to participate for whatever reasons and concerns around that. And especially with genetics, right? When we launched MVP 10 years ago, the landscape was completely different. And it was the first time that people were really talking about kind of using genetics to help to understand disease. And it was it was a very kind of nebulous thing, even when we launched MVP, but now we have tangible outcomes of how this can really help. And we saw that through COVID as well, right? And and issues that came out um, over the course of the pandemic and how different populations were impacted differently and really are using that information because it's gonna help us to improve the care that we're providing. And one of the other big pieces of this, right? We talk about race and ethnicity, but it's not just race and ethnicity that we need diversity in. We need men and women. So we launched a campaign this year uh, back in Women's History Month to start to engage more women in our program and really do some targeted outreach to them so that we can focus on some of those women's health issues that, you know, are really important to improving the care we provide in the VA to our women veterans. So we have a study going on looking at breast cancer risk, um, but right now our goal is to really engage at least 5,000 new women into the program by the end of September. We're about halfway there. So, you know, we're still still working on, on reaching out to our women veterans. I think somewhere now in the range of 17% are the women in our active duty military as a component. So when you start looking at the numbers, you need everybody that can sign up and will sign up in the female population in order to be able to get some significant numbers for your program. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to put in another plug. If you're a woman veteran interested in participating, you can go to mvp.va.gov to learn more about the program and join. Let's go over that again. Uh, people, I <laughs> absolutely. Ask, you know, I, I ask people while they're listening to the show, I must always start with, if you're listening to the show, get a pencil and paper because there's something you're going to want to write down. If you have someone else in the house, bring them in to listen too because they may need to know that also. We, where I live, happen to have a number of families where both husband and wife are veterans. And so we can promote that here, especially get that female veteran down there and get them a part of it. 
Absolutely, because the larger number we have, the more research we can do that is tailored to women veteran issues. And that, again, is mvp.va.gov. Let me ask a question that's not on my list. What about women veterans who do not qualify for the VA because of income or a variety of different things? Can they still participate? Yeah, so actually anybody who is a veteran is eligible to participate in MVP. Um, When we launched it, it was only VHA participants or users, um, but we have since expanded. And again, they can log in through the Access VA website using a DS login, or they can set up a login if they don't have one. I mean, they can enroll through there, or they can still go and visit our our local facilities um, and enroll there. So, yes. So those two people, you know, unfortunately, some people, I don't know whether it's fortunate or unfortunate, make too much money to be a part of the VA. And I hear that every day. Somebody jumps me for that. But those people who are females or males, either one, who want to be a part of this, they can still do it by going to the website that we just talked about. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's fabulous. What other things should we know about your program? Well, I want to put a plug in for increasing the research that we're doing and talk a little bit about how the research gets done with MVP. So we've talked about, you know, all the data that we have, and we've talked about some of the results that have come out, but I want to talk about how this research gets done. All of the research is done behind the VA firewall. So participants can be assured that their data is secure. Investigators with a research idea have to get it approved, and then they have to go to the data. We don't send out data to any researchers. We don't send out your data, anything like that. You have to come behind the VA firewall, do all of your analyses there, and then you can take your results out. And another great thing about leaving all of this great data inside the system is that it can be used over and over again. So researchers can come in behind other researchers and ask new questions about the results that were just found. So it's an iterative process. It's a way of building on research that's already existing. And it's a really good use of the resource. So it's secure, is iterative, and we are hoping to expand this to even more research questions uh, in the future and even more researchers, because we really want to get at, you know, what are the genetic underpinnings of a lot of these illnesses that impact our veterans and how can we translate these findings into clinical care. Jennifer Mosier, that was great. As a wrap up, Jen, Dean, is there anything you'd like to add? I always feel very strongly that it's important we thank all of our veteran partners. I mean, we would not have this program. The research would not be possible without every single one of them that stepped up and, you know, served again and really given us the generous gifts that they have in allowing us to use their information um, and and their blood samples to do do this really important work. So a heartfelt thank you to everyone. and, And we look forward to continuing to grow this program for you. My guest today has been Jen Dean, Associate Director, Cohort and PR for the Million Veteran Program and Jennifer Moser, Associate Director for Scientific Programs for the Million Veteran Program. I would love to see you reach that million point. And I'm going to go out and promote it pretty heavily to make sure that more people are aware of it, because I'm probably too old to be able to take much advantage of it at this point. But I've got a granddaughter who is out of the military now, who could well participate and be able to get a lot of good things. So I'll even contact her and make sure she knows it. Ladies, thank you for being on the program. And I'm going to say 
a little bit I don't normally do, but thank you, Joe Williams, for your PR efforts and helping us get on the show. We appreciate all your efforts. Thank you for being with us. This has been Veterans Corner Radio. I'm Bill Hodges. You're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell you so, so often, because you are, you know. And we'll see you again very soon. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner Radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts.